Welcome back to the Brandy's Female Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Hartling. This week, I'm in conversation with a seasoned entrepreneur from Montreal, Diane Longto. For a few decades now, she's been at the helm of the sporting goods company originally founded by her father, Raymond Longto, which she ultimately acquired and completely reorganized. She's also the president and owner of Canadian Hat 1918, as well as Harry Canna. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Women in Enterprise. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through their educational workshops, financing, and mentorship programs. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. Diane Langteau knew early on she'd be involved in a family business, but what she did not expect was that this transition wouldn't be 100% smooth. She acquired a sporting goods company back from her father and initiated a complete remodel, making it a growing industry leader. Diane has received many recognitions over the years, including Entrepreneur of the Year by Ernst & Young. She's been a proud YPO member since 1992 and today is a teacher for the MBA program at HEC Montréal. In this conversation, you will hear Diane's insights on being a long-time successful entrepreneur, including the tough lessons that come with that kind of experience. Diane, it's such a pleasure welcoming you on The Brand is Female today. Thank you for making time to speak with me. Thank you. I like to start these conversations by getting to the origin story of how women start their career, start thinking about their career later in life. And I'm curious to know, when you were growing up as a, as a young girl, what kind of future did you imagine for yourself from a professional standpoint? What did you think you would be doing uh, as a, as a grown-up? And it's a, it's a neat question because we don't go back to our past so often. But if I think about my childhood, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And it's pretty surprising because as a kid, I was reading book on successful and even little story on how people build their business. Then I forgot, you know, because when it was time to choose my career path, I went into physiotherapy and... Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, I wanted to have my own private practice, which I did, in fact. Uh, but as soon as I started, I kind of remembered uh, that dream of my childhood, and I wanted to build a business. So mm. I switched. never worked for any, anybody else but myself. So I went back to, to that dream, and I, I, I did grow a business and became an entrepreneur. And I know there are entrepreneurs in your family, around you. Uh, who were your role models? Who was an inspiration as you were kind of growing up and thinking about that first chapter in your career? We were five girls in my family. So, and, you know, my dad uh, was certainly my inspiration. He was in the sporting good business and he had a very interesting career path uh, from being kind of a, an iconic figure in the world of skiing from, a, you know, he had a ski school, then a ski business, etc. And that's how I, I, I did jump into uh, the sport industry. Uh, but my four other sisters are all intellectual. My, my mom was mm -hmm. a real intellectual. So I'm the only one that went into the business side. I was shy to talk about it when I was younger because, you know, it, we were in sport, but, you know, the intellectual side of our family was stronger. So I'm the mm -hmm. only one that went on the business side. But my dad was certainly a role mod model for me. 
That's really uh, that's really interesting. I, I like that combination of uh, intellectual and sports and in, in the same household. Um, tell me about kind of that first chapter. So you've mentioned you did work in physiotherapy for a little bit. Do you consider that was your first business or how, how did that switch uh, happen for you? Yeah, that was my first business. You know, I went and, and got some specialty course in Europe and I, I really wanted to be, I loved sport and I, I really wanted to be a physiotherapist for the sport industry. And I, I had a really good private practice, but I, I did find it really boring in the sense that <laughs> I, I needed more action. I needed to move. I needed to be active in life. And, you know, when you're a physiotherapist, you kind of you know, take care of people. And it, it's not that it's redundant, but, it, you know, you, you're always in the same type of environment. And mm-hmm. uh, I was really looking for the action side of life. And I wanted to grow faster. I was, uh, I, I didn't think I had any limits in life. And, mm-hmm. um, and for me, being an, an entrepreneur was more fun because you, you could really, you know, press on the, on, on the gas and, and move faster. So when I, I decided to switch back to business, my dad had just sold this company. And um, so he, he, he had three years of still being the president. And I said, well, I'd like to do a startup. And, you know, can, can you help me? So I took the name of his old company back because the new company didn't have his name anymore. And, uh, and I did a startup uh, from, um, from, with his name. And for two years, I was allowed to work where he was working in, in his old company. And I used that as a leverage. And, mm-hmm. and, and it, it went pretty fast because, you know, his name was extremely well known. Uh, yeah. I didn't have any employees, so I started on my own. But um, with a big name and a lot of relationship in the industry. So that was a real kickstart for me. And was that the same business you own today or was that in a, in a different industry? No, it's the same business. So I, I really gotcha. started with uh, uh, the, in the sport industry and it was in the ski world, but, you know, there, there was no ski brands uh, because I, I, my company is a distribution company. So right. we're certainly the largest Canadian uh, um, sporting goods distributor. We are in, in many different areas. So it's a very diversified company. It was only ski. There was no ski brand. So mm-hmm. I started with sailboard and apparel. And, and then a few years after, uh, I was really missing the, the action of the, you know, the, the ski business. So I, I did my first really large acquisition and, and bought a company that was larger than mine and that had ski brands in its portfolio. And that's how I went back into the ski business. And after oh, that, we, we really grew through some some different type of acquisitions. So, mm. what was kind of the biggest lesson? And it's interesting because it sounds like you still had, you know, your father as as support, right? And I'm sure he he was kind of that sounding board for you. Um, but as entrepreneurs, you know, there's always mistakes and obstacles and, and hard lessons, especially in the first few years. What do you remember being kind of that first, you know, rough? decision you had to make or first big challenge you encountered? Yeah, you know, my, my dad was a mentor at the beginning and then he didn't like, you know, the business I was developing. And, oh, and interesting. He, and, it, and then he, he didn't feel um, that a woman could do what I was doing. Uh, you know, it's mm. uh, a first generation of women entrepreneurs. And, and I think that, you know, men thought it was nice at the beginning, but then they didn't want to give power to, to women. 
So, right. you know, when I did the, the, the new startup, he had some share in the company, he had the majority share, I had the minority. And he always wanted to sell my company. It was my company because I kind of built it from scratch and he was never interested in what I was doing because it was not his way. So he wanted to sell the company because he didn't feel that a woman could do it. Mm-hmm. And I decided to buy it back. So I, I went to the bank, I got some financing, and when it was time to, to buy the company, uh, he, he didn't want to give me any, uh, any support financially uh, in time. So I had to pay it cash and borrow wow. everything. And, and he had it assets at the market value. So I paid a lot of money for it and no financial support. So I, I, and then the interest rate went to the roof and, and it, that was extremely tough because I owed so much money. It took me seven years to reimburse, just about lost the company. Uh, you know, we were pretty large when it happened. I went down to a small company, repaid all the debt. I never went in re, into restructuration. So if you mm-hmm. ask me that, I never thought I was going to make it. Every day I was thinking, well, I hope the bank is going to close me. Uh, because at least, uh, you know, it, it would alleviate the pressure. So right, right. I think that, that, that was that transition between my dad buying back the company when, you know, we're losing all the money and then then rebuilding it. And, and through that, uh, it was a, an incredible experience to rebuild it a second time and mm. rebuild it to the stage, you know, of today because now we're, we're pretty large and, and – yeah dream really big so it's kind of exciting to see that you know you 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 can make it through incredible crisis absolutely did and how did that kind of affect your relationship between you and your father when you you know started and did did he think you were going to make it was he you know kind of rooting for you and when you did kind of rebuild the company after you paid off the debt was he back in a in a supporting role, or he kept his distance at that point on? No, I, I don't think that. Uh, first of all, he died before he saw that I really made it, uh-huh. so that, that's okay. really sad um, that he, he didn't see the real success. Uh, no, I don't think that. Uh, I think it was very difficult in our relationship. But you know, we were five girls, uh, and and, and uh, one of my sister died in a, a very bad car accident. And I think that didn't help him. Yeah, he, he became, mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, he didn't believe uh, he was not excited in life anymore. So, no, he didn't play that mentoring life. I had to be the support. I became the support. And, right. uh, and fortunately, because we were, you know, still four girls and my mom, uh, we were very, very close together. And we're still very close. I think the support mm-hmm. of my family was great, uh, but not the support of my dad. I don't think right. that uh, his generation thought that women could do it like that. No, I, I, right. I, he, he, because he had five girls, he always wanted us to be so independent, but not not to to go above him. Right, <laughs> not to be more powerful than him in no. business, at least. No. Mm. No. That's really interesting. We've talked about, you know, your father, you've talked about your mom and your sisters. What kind of uh, kind of allies, you know, external champions, what kind of network did you build around you? And today, I'm sure, you know, you still rely on external advisors. Who became kind of that support system for you, um, you know, that helped you get through the next phases of growth for the company? 
Well, I, I think my first mentor was a, a friend of our family that uh, that did work with my dad in the past, and 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 he helped me as a consultant, and okay. it was incredible. He, he understood and he believed in me so much. And you know, when it was tough, I could call him and he said, "Well, if you had a bad day today, think about all the good days that you had." And and if you think that a woman cannot do it, you know, he, he would always tell me, I look at you and I said, you're better than any man that I met. And he, he was an incredible <laughs> coach. And he, he really helped me to, to have confidence. And then pretty young, you know, when I was in my 30s, I joined y, YPO. And that's mm-hmm. a young organization. I think I was one of the only women. Uh, in fact, when I joined, I was the only uh, woman in the Quebec chapter. And, wow. and so I had a forum of eight president of company that all became, you know, huge business people in the in in Canada or in Quebec. They developed incredible companies, uh, but they were very helpful to um, to help me see another path. I think what they did is they, they allowed me to think big, and they allowed me to take some risk because I saw the risk they were taking. The only thing that I would say is I was extremely jealous because none of their wife worked. And I was the woman entrepreneur. I had three kids. Uh, wow. In mm-hmm. fact, I was pregnant when I, I joined YPO and, and everything. And, and you know, you, we, we were at those meetings and, you know, they were always thinking about their wife taking care of the kids and everything. And I said, ah, that's incredible. And I would always <laughs> so unfair, so unfair. And I feel guilty. I feel guilty because I'm there with you guys tonight instead of being with my kids. And and you, they, they, they always mention how important it is for their wife to be with their kids. So that, that was very, very challenging because uh, I didn't have the same model. And... Mm-hmm. And in, in the years I, I really grew and developed the company, there was not many women. My friends, um, when they had kids, they really slowed down or stopped. And so I, I had right. to keep working and balancing life from a family life to a real business entrepreneur. And and um, and my family, my kids are extremely close to me. I think my daughter calls me every day, two times a day. She's a lawyer. Mm-hmm building her own practice and it's really exciting my two sons as well so i i think as as a woman in business you don't do everything perfect but you can keep a family together we have very close family values and uh, you know we're we love sport i've been raised in a sport environment so i take all my kids skiing every year since they are maybe mm-hmm. here also we, we have a lot of time together and um and if i look back i I wish it would have been easier that I didn't feel as guilty as I did. I hope that that you know the woman that follows our path um, don't have that guilt feeling uh, because it, it's uh, that's not fun. That would be my biggest obstacle. Uh, it wouldn't be the, the financial crisis. It would be the guilt feeling, being at work and not being at home, and being at home and not being at work. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's that's fascinating, actually. And so how, how many years has this been? How old is the company today? Well, I've been leading the company now. You know, I started when I was about 25. So it's 40 years now. So I've, I've been, you know, ahead of the pack for all those years. Um, I'm right now in a transitional phase because my oldest son is working uh, with me for the last three years. 
and I'd like him to become president uh, next fall. Uh, right. So I, I'm making now, you know, I did the transition of of um, the father and the daughter, even though it was not his company and his staff. So I guess in a way it must have been easier. I, I don't think I would have ever have achieved it if I had to jump into his company because he would not have allowed it. Um, right. But now I have to live it again, but as a woman or in a mother towards her son. And right. there's not many cases so it's, it, and it is a real challenge because I think as a mother, you want your kids to be happy and you tend to, um, not to protect yourself. You want to always protect your children. So mm -hmm. in that transition, I, I think it's a, it's a double challenge for me because I'm, I'm the mother of three kids. One is coming over. I've got to be fair. I want him to feel good and, and I've got to be able to transition. So that's a big challenge right now. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Women and Enterprise, and they're about confidently building you. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. It takes sound advice, plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaborative approach. TD can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way, so we can all share experiences and learn from each other. TD Women in Enterprise has banking specialists who are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. Do you find in this time, are you seeing a difference today in terms of how you've talked about, you know, the guilt that you felt balancing, you know, your role as, as a mom and uh, being the, 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 the head of the company? And you've also talked about the challenges with people around you, men, and not thinking necessarily that a woman, you know, could do it. Um, are, are you seeing a big change? Are we going in the right direction? You know, you're, you're part of YPO. You're seeing, uh, you're seeing younger women entrepreneurs kind of coming up the ladder. Um, you know, has it changed? Yeah, I think it's changed a lot. I, first of all, I think that, and, and I, I give, uh, you know, teaching to L'École d'Entrepreneurship de la Bourse. In fact, I'm going there, I think, tomorrow or the day after. Um, yeah. And, and it, it's very interesting because I, I think that women believe they can do it now. I, I still think that it's challenging with the kids, uh, that you right. know, women feel guilty. I, I, I think that guilt feeling if feeling is, is we, we have not overcome it. But I think mm -hmm. we've learned that it is feasible to do both. So, and, and I think we, women today, they, they, they have to accept that, um, you know, that they are allowed to have multiple life at the same time. And, and during the, the years that you want to take care of your kids and still pursue your career, you don't have to go at the same speed. When I look at my path, you know, the, there's certainly a, a 10 years where I, I, I did slow down a lot. You know, I was looking at the guys in my farm and, and they were all going full speed. You know, I had a 10, 12 years where uh, I didn't push. I, I just managed to to live fully what I wanted to live fully. So I think we shouldn't compare ourselves always to men. I think women are allowed to have their own path in life and that it can be different. And if you, if you want to have a big career and you want to have kids, you, you have to accept that for a couple of years, you're allowed to live fully all of those uh, objectives or dreams at the same time. And 
we don't have to have the same path that a man does. And if I look at, you know, when my kids were older, then I went back full speed and, and I grew really fast. And I think, you know, I could still grow really fast. Now, um, you know, I'll, I'll do it with my son, but it, it's, um, it's interesting because we can work later in life. You know, the, the time limit yeah. is the same. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, uh, yeah, first of all, we shouldn't compare ourselves to men all the time. And, mm-hmm. and we, we choose our path. So having kids for a woman, it's very difficult to say, um, you know, I'm going to have kids and uh, I'm going to have the same time schedule as I did before because you're going to be unhappy. So you're right. going to be able to adjust. Mm. Well, and I think for women, you know, who can make it work, being an entrepreneur also gives us the flexibility to mm-hmm. make time and space for that other chapter in our lives. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas a full-time, you know, role is not always so obvious, but there's a lot of factors that come into play as, as you would know. Well, uh, no, you're totally right, but nothing is easier. Uh, you know, if you work for a company uh, now today, I, I think you, you're allowed to stop much longer. You know, when I had my kids, uh, they were, you know, you couldn't stop as a woman because if you did stop, my friends that were large, they stopped two weeks. That we, you know, we, we didn't right. stop because um, if you stop, then then it showed that you were a woman and, and that you were not going to be able to to make it to the top. So mm-hmm. the, 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 it, that was very difficult. I think women today, they have much more, they can work from home, uh, they can take more time, um, and, and they can choose a different path for a, a while. And then, you know, I, I think you've got to stay in, but you can change a bit your path and, and then say, okay, then I'll go back full speed after you. So if you allow yourself to set some definite timeline and you try to think about it and say, what's going to be my path? Mm-hmm. I think uh, y- you can really adjust. And, uh, and that alleviates a lot of pressure if you adjust and not forcing yourself to say, I'm going to be full speed all the time. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, you've been at the helm of the company, you know, for, uh, uh, for, for many years now, what does being a leader mean to you and what do you think you bring to your role, uh, you know, as the, as, as, as really the, the, the CEO, the, the head of the company and how do you kind of spread culture and make sure that, you know, you are kind of embodying that culture and sharing it and building it with everybody on your team. So in other words, I'm interested in your definition of leadership. Uh, well, my leadership is very inspirational. And I think my biggest goal is, you know, to allow people to live their full potential around me. So I, I, I really try to uh, help my team to grow. And I've taken some people really young to senior management position in the company. And, uh, and it's through the culture of the company and in the culture of the company, it's through that, that sharing the best practices and, 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 uh, and, and being a coach. Uh, I think my role is really to take people to a different level. And, and I, I'm really proud to see that I have a team around me of people that grew within the organization. And they are, they are very young. I think my son, my son is stepping in and he has a really good team around him of younger people that have grown the path with us because, 
yeah, we, we, we have been able to uh, uh, share the culture of the company, create a lot of events, a lot of, you know, lunches together, uh, a lot of meeting, a lot of planification time where our, my role is really to, to show the path and, and allow them to get to their full potential. That would be my style of leadership. Right. Okay. I love that. The company has obviously, you know, grown over the years. You've talked about growth by acquisition. Um, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs today, there's, you know, there, there can be pressure in the market to build something and then plan for an exit. Right. Um, for you, what's your vision for growth long-term? And it seems to be kind of a, you know, a sustainable vision uh, for creating value over a long period of time and then being able to pass it down to your son in this case. So what, you know, what, what does that horizon for growth look like and what's your kind of long, long-term plan? And I'm sure this is discussions that you have now with, uh, with your son as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So what's your view on that friend? Well, I, I think uh, it's pretty interesting to see that now we're at a level in the company where uh, there's a lot of possibility. Uh, first of all, we, we've grown in, into a position where um, we, we can really consolidate our growth. So mm-hmm. I think uh, we have the possibility of uh, really stepping up the, the, the future development of the company because there's huge opportunity for us. So, so I, I think that the potential is there. And the platform is there. So it's interesting for him because he's got a pretty solid foundation. And on that foundation, we can keep growth. And, and I think for me, growth is fun. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm still a real entrepreneur. I, I think it'd mm-hmm. be boring to do always the same thing or stay at the same level. So I really envision some, uh, some future opportunity. And I think he does too, which is uh, interesting. Now, you've got to do it in, in a balanced way because I wouldn't want to take risk at this point in my life that, that you know, would, would put us in in a financial position such as the one that I, I lived through when I was younger. So I try to always explain, you know, risk is great, but you have to take calculated risks so, so that, you, you, you know, you, you're not going to fall and, and that you, you can uh, always maintain a, a solid financial position. So in mm-hmm. terms of future development, I, I think we have to maintain a solid financial position. Um, yes, I, I like growth, but at the same time, uh, I'm going to have to uh, look at the how and when, you know, the buying back of share and how that's going to happen. Although he already has some share, but, you know, how mm-hmm. am I going to do that in a very equitable way uh, with my with the rest of the family? So it, Maybe we can speak in a few years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll come back for the, the follow-up to the story. Um, had, had you known for a long time that um, one, one of your kids would be interested in taking over? And, you know, was it something you were, you were hoping for? Um, you know, uh, because my transition was so difficult with my dad, uh, we started to do family council when they were pretty young. Uh, the three of them were a coach, you know, discussing about, you know, the, what is the company? Uh, is it a company that we'd like to keep in the family? And, you know, each of my kids came into the company. They all had the option. So I always told them that um, it, it, it could be a third, uh, in a way, and a third, because I'm not a real second generation, but I took the name back. 
and I was able to leverage. So, you know, to make things simple, I say, well, I'm kind of a second generation because I had to buy him back and I had to live through that transition. So in that perspective, I'm a second generation. So the third generation Mm -hmm. is supposed to be the most difficult one. And, you know, my biggest fear is that my kids would go through what I went uh, with my dad. So that's why I started to do family council. I took some coaching and I'm trying to do it as best. I I, I do hope and you never know how things are going to end up because in in a family enterprise, uh, keeping the family together has to be the the first priority. So you've Mm got to be extremely careful and uh, lesson learned. I, I try to do it better. I hope I'm doing it better. Time will tell because, um, you know, I have to go through quite a few further steps, but I do enjoy it. And uh, and I think my two other kids made their their choice not to step into the company. So I, I, I'm only uh, with one of them right now. And we have a very good, um, uh, we do share a lot of things together. So it's interesting. Um, so that's the next step. Well, it sounds like you, you did, you know, you did do it better uh, uh, in, in quotation marks and, and you plan for it. I love the, the concept of family console started really young and, you know, making sure they knew they had a say that that's uh, that's a really good idea. Um, as you're planning kind of the next step, you know, for yourself, what's something you're looking forward to? What's, you know, what's kind of the, the transitioning, the, I, I won't say phasing out, uh, but the transitioning away from your main role, you know, at the helm of the company, how does that look like for the next few years? Well, uh, you know, we talk about it quite a bit. So uh, I, I wanted, uh, you know, my son Adrian to become president uh, early enough in life and not to have to wait for the title. That's why uh, coming into fall, is uh, going to become uh, president. Plus, I, I think that being president, then it allows him to join some other groups of uh, uh, president where he's going to mm-hmm. learn from others. So I think uh, he's going to open up to different perspectives. And, and that's really important. My role, I, you know, in the next two years, uh, I'm still going to be CEO because there are some division where I'm more hands-on that I have to transition. But it, right. it, it's going to be, uh, you know, with an executive committee from the outside that's coming in place. I don't want to be a one-to-one in every decision. Um, so I'm planning all those different steps right now. And uh, I'll, I'll stay a role more as executive chair, but not. I, I don't want to be uh, co-managing the company. Uh, when he becomes president, he has to be president and I've got to be able to change my role and, and, and I'll stay on, you know, for, uh, I've got a list of things where I think I, I can still be useful and, and making sure that the, the transition is properly done. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I'll be interested in the, in the follow-up conversation and, and see how you're executing that plan. But mm-hmm. in, in closing, I'd love to hear um, your top, two or three pieces of advice for women who are considering, you know, starting their own business, women who already own their own business, what's the top three things they should know? Well, I I, I think if you think about that, the the, the first point I would say, the first advice is you really have to believe in yourself. And as a woman, sometimes, you know, we think that the man is going to be better or the other one. But I, I think you really believe in yourself. And, and the second thing is, you know, you can have big dreams. 
you know, go for it. Have a big dream. You know, if you want to be the best in the world or if you want to have the largest company in Quebec or in Canada, allow yourself to have a big dream. If you have a big dream, you, you might succeed. Mm-hmm. If you want to allow yourself to have a big dream, then you, you stay small. And very often, you know, women have small companies. They don't allow themselves to 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 think big. But, you know, we have friends uh, in you were talking about the new generation of, you know, women in business. There's a couple of them that are developing some really large company. And I'm really proud to see that. And, and, and I think, uh, you know, yeah, it's you've got to do that. And um, and I, I think it's uh, really important to be allowed to have a full life as a woman. And mm-hmm. you know, we shouldn't think, and that would be my, my third or maybe my first advice, not to think that because you choose one thing, you've got to let go the other one. I think that women can do multiple things. And, and you know, we can have different type of focus. So if you want to have you know, a family life, go for it and have a family life and have a business life and be an entrepreneur at the same time. It is possible and it's fun. And, and your mm-hmm. kids are going to grow in a different environment. So that would be my third advice: is have a full life, and you know, don't don't limit yourself. I want to go back on something you were talking about. You know, when uh, you you had to get financing early on, and you thought you might lose a company. What what kept you going? What you know? Did you know inside yourself you might actually? Uh, you know, win, win this battle and overcome this, this tough challenge. Uh, you know, what was kind of that, you know, the, the, the vision or the dream that kept you going? Um, I don't think I had any vision or any dream. I wanted to stop every day. Uh, I think, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've done a lot of it long, uh, you know, I love to jog and, and, and I'm a person that never quit. And I think it's, strength and a weakness. So I kept going, but I had no more dream and no more vision. So it's just, I'm, I'm somebody that never let go. So I didn't let go, but I never thought I was going to rebound. I just thought I was going to survive. So I was trying to survive every day. And then at one point, you know, the, it's like the light started to, I could see the light again. And then I, mm-hmm. I'm a dreamer. And as soon as I saw the light again, I started to have a new vision. But you know, for a couple of years, you know, it was survival game and my kids and I didn't care about the company. I just went and said, well, I'm doing my best. And what's next? I want to be with my kids. Mm-hmm. And, right. and then, you know, opportunities started to flow back and ah, oh, this is working again. And and, you know, from one little success, then came another one. And then the dream came back. But mm, I, I lost the dream for quite a, a couple of years. My dream was being, you know, with my kids and bringing food to the table. And, and, and uh, yeah, it was a surviving game until dream came back. And when the dream came back, it came back pretty powerful. And then I, I, I really went back at it. And then I started to reset some, some new vision and, mm-hmm. and, and then I remember what I was dreaming about when I was younger, when I started the company. And I said, well, maybe I can still do it. So I think I had two business life. Right. It sounds like that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the dream came back and, you know, you, you've got new dreams today. So that's great. And thank you so much for making time today. This was really 
it, it was wonderful to hear your journey and all your insights on uh, how you how you've managed growth and built your business over all these years. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Eva. Bye bye. Thank you to TD Women and Enterprise for their support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you for listening today. If you did enjoy the show, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast by The Brand is Female. I'm Ava Hartling, and this episode was produced by our team. Sound engineering by Isabel Morris. Research and production support, Claire Miglionico. Yeah.